Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name is Aaron. This is Sean. And I'm Shannon. Welcome back to another episode. I do have one quick update before we jump in. Recently, most of us were together as a family for a memorial for our grandparents that we we posted about a couple weeks ago. And Shannon brought the nicest gift for me, <laughs> an unopened bag of Waffle Crisp cereal. Yay, <laughs> so I, I have it here. I actually haven't opened it yet because we've only been home for like a day, but um, I'm so excited. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And it was funny because we did prepare that, you know, we, we bought this bag specifically for you, Aaron. <laughs> then we thought, you know, people would probably want to eat it while we were there. So we brought a second bag that was already opened. Yep. <laughs> and once we got there, our sister Kristen had already gone to the store and bought another bag of Waffle Crisp. So <laughs> we had true. three bags. We had a lot of Waffle Crisp, oh, and amazing. it was great. <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. I, I have another cereal update, and that is at the, at the grocery store earlier today, I bought the Monster Mash, which is... A combination of all five of the Halloween cereals that General Mills does. And I'm not sure the names of the cereals, but it says the characters Chalk, Frank, Boo, Fruit, and Yummy all come together in one cereal. I, I, I just like Aaron, I have not opened it and had it myself, but next week I'll have to off the chime in, let you that's know how right. it was. Yeah, that's that's the one that our dad texted us or sent us an Instagram post about and was was like, hey guys, check this out. So <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you think, because that was one that we we or at least I questioned. I was like, I wonder what that's gonna taste like. That's a lot of different flavors <laughs> yeah. all in, in yeah, one. It seems pretty intense. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll ex- expect the full report next week as our, right. on our, Sounds good. <laughs> our, our uh, recap. Um, but moving on to our topic for this week, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite cities. And it's funny, our list of topics that we have is just really just a list of random things. We have so many <laughs> random things yep. that we're like, we could talk about kind of whatever. Um, but favorite cities... Uh, kind of came up just out of kind of nowhere, and uh, we all thought, "Well, this this could be interesting." So, uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys all have to say. Uh, and uh, Shannon, you're going first, right? I am. This was something that you know when we talked about it as a possible subject. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a really cool idea." And then the more I thought about it, this one was pretty hard for me actually. Um, I feel like a lot of them. What gets to be difficult for me is that I'm so indecisive that I have such a hard time narrowing things down. (laughs) But with this one, I was really thinking about it that, you know, I've only ever actually lived in this one city. And of all the traveling I've done, it's only been um, in the United States. And it's only been to more areas in the last couple of years. And so I felt like I had kind of a narrow list to go from, which is fine. It, you know, kind of made my list pretty small and easy to pick through. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I was realizing I had kind of a harder time doing was differentiating the city from the memories I had in the city, like yep. from the trip itself. Oh, yeah. Yep, I had the same problem. So with all that in mind, some of my favorite cities, um, Seattle is up towards the top of that list. I could have guessed that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which, as a kid in high school, I one of my favorite movies ever was Sleepless in Seattle. I don't know why. There was just something about it. I really liked it. Watched it all the time in my room. Um, our sister-in-law, Teresa, she would watch it with me all the time. We would quote it to each other. Um, and then at some point, I went there with my high school choir for a trip. And it was just awesome. I really liked it. And then again later, that's where Alex and I went on our honeymoon. And I feel like what I really, really liked about Seattle, there were a lot of things about it. I'm when we went gum. You're just super into gum. <laughs> super into no, gum. I'm just, gum wall. I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> the gum it. That's wall not was the it thing. for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel like both times we went, uh, I we didn't have access to a car. Like with my choir, we had our tour bus that kind of took us to a couple different places. But for the most part, both trips were really just walking trips. And I liked that, you know, we had access to everything close by that we really wanted to do or cool things to see. A lot of people know about me. I love the ocean. And so it was cool that, you know, this city had, you know, not like swimming white sandy beaches, but these pretty rocky beaches and driftwood. And, you know, you could walk to uh, the Space Needle and then you could walk over to... The ocean, basically, just to a little shore there. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I love Seattle. It's a beautiful city. Uh, it really is. And, like, it was fun and had some fun quirks and things like that. So Seattle was definitely on my list. And there's volcanoes around. That's super cool. <laughs> super I know they're not, like, cool. in Seattle. But, like, you know, it's yeah, awesome. They're so they're cool to see You from, can see them. If you fly in or whatever, it's so great. They're cool. That is, that is true. <laughs> Another one. Uh, which was like our last big trip we went on before everything shut down with COVID was San Francisco, which that was another one that it was just, it was really fun. And I feel like the city had a lot of character just walking around. We didn't have a car then either. We did a couple of Uber trips like to the Golden Gate Bridge and things, but like just walking up and down the piers and the docks and things. Uh, we walked to get boba like every single day. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, nice. And just, you know, the cool, I think they call them the painted ladies, the um, like full house houses oh, that yeah, are all those yeah. different colors. So, yeah, I just, I thought that was a really fun trip. And same thing. It had the ocean. It had lots of things close within walking distances. And I think that was a really fun city for us, too. So, I mean, honorable mention, I would give to Salt Lake City for sure, just because I'm, and I realized going through my list that like it was the big cities that really stood out to me. Like, yeah, I've been to a fair amount of, you know, small towns. My in-laws are from a pretty small town, but it's just something about the big cities and the skylights and like all that is just really fun to me. So yeah, Salt Lake city being from Utah is definitely an honorable mention for me. Lots of fun trips up there back when our dad used to work up there or temple square at Christmas time, or I don't know, tons of concerts up there. Comic-Con, things like that. Oh, yeah. Salt Lake City is a cool city. There's a lot of cool stuff going on up there. Yeah, there's a lot of good character, too. A lot of fun little, like, restaurants and pubs and stuff with good food, for sure. But then, yeah, the last city I was going to talk about uh, was Las Vegas, especially because we were just barely there over the weekend. And it is interesting because I feel like we as a family have a different perspective of Las Vegas than just the standard 
reaction, I guess, when people talk about it as a city. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, you know, the gut reaction. Like, I remember telling my my friends as a kid of like, oh, yeah, we're going to Las Vegas again because we would go all the time, like, you know, over the summer and Thanksgiving and to go see our cousins play baseball and whatever. And my friends were like, oh, you're going to Las Vegas? That's so cool. What hotel are you staying at and whatever? <laughs> And I was like, no, no, guys, we're staying in a tiny house, like, way far away from the Strip. Like, you can see a little bit in the distance. But I don't know. I just it, – it's the memories for that one that really do it for me because we never really did much on the Strip. I have, you know, gone to a couple of shows or stayed in a nice hotel, like, maybe once <laughs> or twice. Yeah, yeah. But just just the memories of Las Vegas, of, you know, the drive going in on I-15 – and just seeing the city light up out of yeah. out of the blue. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel the same way because uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because I figured probably one of us would. Vegas is an interesting one for me because as a city, I, I don't love it. Like I'm not that into gambling or, you know, with all the bars and stuff. And, uh, you know, like the, the lights are cool and whatever, but like it's so hot and it's like just dry desert. But for me, it is com- completely about the memories, like going there to visit our grandparents every summer and, you know, the times we've spent there. Uh, that made Las Vegas one of my honorable mentions, too, which is, is just funny. Like, I don't love it as a city, but I love the memories of being there. So, yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting because as I was looking through this list, I was thinking, you know, part of what makes them a favorite is for sure the memories that I've got there that, you know, it's hard to separate them from a trip that I, that I've been on or things, but also for the most part with those cities, they're a city I would happily live in except for Las Vegas. <laughs> I would never move there. <laughs> and I, we have family that I, I, I know our mom is from Vegas. Our dad lived in Vegas. Um, and I don't know if our cousins, uh, are listening to this too. Uh, no disrespect, <laughs> you guys. I know you all live in Vegas, proud to be from Vegas. There's no, no disrespect, but it's just not high on the list of places I would want to live. <laughs> no, it's definitely too hot for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Same the here. roads though. Can't beat those roads. Oh, they're, they're so nice. great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's like, I said I had a short list this time that's it for me oh no it's all good that's a good list um I already forgot am I going next yes we you're just, and sure. I'm we actually curious it. Aaron you're 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 the most well-traveled amongst us three yes and and I think we've talked about how many states you've been to but I'm curious if you even have any idea of how many cities you've visited in your life boy that's that's a hard one to 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 add up I I uh yeah, I would have to spend a lot of time to really add up and figure out where all I've been to. Um, when I was in college and I was first learning, you know, TV and film industry, I I did some post production of you know mixing and sound design, editing, that sort of thing. But I also did a lot of production sound, meaning like boom operating and uh, you know being on location. And my first real gig after I graduated was working on a show called The Story Trek. And the whole premise of the show is the idea that everyone has a story. You know, we you watch a lot of reality TV or you watch these stories of like these famous people or whatever, but the idea was every regular Joe has has a story to tell. And so we literally would just throw a dart at a map and then we would travel to that place and just go like knock on doors and be like, hey, you want to be on our TV show and tell us your story? And we always would get these interviews with people really telling cool, compelling stories, just regular people. Um, but we traveled all over the place. And I, I worked on that show for a year and a half, two years, something like that. 
you know, and I got to travel all over the country and go to all these places. And, and a, more often than not, you know, the dart, if you just throw a dart at the a map of the United States, it's going to hit it kind of middle of nowhere. <laughs> There's a lot of that in the United <laughs> States. So we went to a lot of these tiny towns and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I did get to, I've got to travel to a lot of places. I've been to, uh, I forget the total, like 39, 40 states or something like that. Um, wow. I do tend to gravitate toward the large cities, like like Shannon said. I, I, I just feel like I've always been a big city kind of guy. And honestly, the first one I wanted to mention um, of one of my favorite cities is where I live, Los Angeles. Um, technically, I'm in Burbank, but you know, it's LA. <laughs> um, but Los Angeles, uh, I've always thought Los Angeles is such a cool city. You know, when we would go on our family vacations, like we said in previous episodes, we either went to, uh, you know, Vegas to visit family or we would come like to Disneyland. But there, you know, when we came to Disneyland, we always like drove through LA or near LA. And sometimes we'd see some of the sites. And there was one time I remember we went and saw the Capitol Records building and, and, uh, all that stuff. We'd go to the beach. So I always just thought LA was such a cool city. Um, doing just a little bit of, of, of background research on our favorite place, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> originally, uh, the Los Angeles area was home to the the Chumash or Shumash. I looked up different ways to pronounce it, and I those were the two that I saw. So uh, the Chumash or Shumash and uh, Tongva um, native uh, populations. Um, it was claimed by Spain in 1542, and the city was founded in 1781 um, as a Spanish city. Became part of Mexico in 1821. Los Angeles and the rest of California was purchased in 1848 and became a part of the United States. Um, LA was incorporated in 1850 as a municipality and, uh, on and on and on. But anyway, so it's, it's got all this rich history. Um, um, so much, you know, Spanish and, and Mexican influence. Um, I also was, uh, surprised to read as I was looking on, on the old Wikipedia here. Um, it says that, uh, in 2018, the Los Angeles metropolitan area had a gross metropolitan product of over $1 trillion, making wow. the city the third largest GDP in the world after Tokyo and New York City. That's I immense. didn't know that. Wow. I knew LA was huge, either. but I didn't know it was that huge. <laughs> wow. You know, so much industry here, obviously, you know, Hollywood and known for for TV and film, but there's there's some of everything here. It's just a huge city. I love the vibe of a big city, of everything going on. I love, you know, especially at nighttime, just the lights and the 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 skyscrapers, the tall city city lights and stuff. And LA has such an interesting vibe to it too because it's not that compact. You know, you think of somewhere like New York City where it is huge and it is compact. You know, so many tall buildings and so many people packed in. It's it's a massive city. I've never been to New York City, but you know, it's just it's huge. But LA is so spread out. Right. It really is like built to, you know, you got to have a car. You'll be stuck in traffic, but you got to have a car to get around. <laughs> you know, it's not a walkable or a, a very well uh, uh, public transportation type of city. But it's also I, I, I love L.A. because it's such a diverse place too. Um, you know, so many uh, different uh, ethnicities and so many different languages, um, you know, in addition to obviously there's a, a very strong, uh, you know, Hispanic uh, presence here, but, uh, you know, there's all these other different sections of town. There's Chinatown and little Tokyo and Koreatown and, and all of these different regions. And they're all, we're all kind of in here together, but yeah, definitely. I, I, I love LA. I love the weather. 
you know, I, I, my, our sister Kristen is always trying to get us to <laughs> come to Minnesota, especially as we've been looking to buy a house. And she's like, you can buy a lot of house in Minnesota for not much money. And I'm like, yeah, but it's cold in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like, you know, if I'd have to take the dog out to go potty at midnight in January, that it's still 70 degrees. So, <laughs> you know, I, I can't, uh, yeah. I can't give that up. <laughs> See, I should have, I should have made Los Angeles another one of my honorable mentions. In fact, maybe I'll do that right now because it is, it is one of my favorite repeat trips that we do that, you know, every summer, every other summer or whatever, of going out and hitting the beach, little Tokyo, maybe a midnight. You know, because it's nice weather, like you said, maybe a midnight walk on the bike path or something. And as you were, you know, describing the city, it actually reminded me of a really fond memory that I don't remember. You and Stephanie must have just moved out that way. But we were out visiting Nolan and Teresa at one of their first apartments. And we were driving around with like in downtown with all the nice city lights and everything listening to Continuum. And it was really nice, and it was kind of a magical first experience in that big city for me. <laughs> oh, I love it, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, LA is just a, it's a fun place. There's there's always something going on. I know it's not perfect. Well, obviously, we have our issues, and, and, you know, all major cities do. LA has a lot of stuff unique to it, but I just love the vibe here. I, I like, I like LA. I, I, once we, once we moved here, we really felt like, all right, this is, this is where we want to be. We feel like we belong here, and I, yeah, LA is great. I love LA like the song um <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the next one i wanted to bring up uh that i have been fortunate to travel to a couple times is nashville tennessee oh yeah nashville is amazing yeah if i if i did not live in la my absolute second choice of places to live would be nashville partly because i could actually have a job there doing what i do currently <laughs> <laughs> you know working in sound but nashville is is such an awesome city first off it is beautiful you know Tennessee is a beautiful, beautiful state. I love the South. I love all the green. I love, I just, I love, I love the South. And, you know, Nashville's right in the middle of it. Um, and I'm sure my mom is, and dad are both just screaming at the, at the thing as they're listening to this. Why aren't you mentioning music? That's next. Music. <laughs> my goodness, you guys. When I first went to Nashville, it was with the story trek. And of course, we're just wandering around, like talking to people, like trying to get like interviews on the street. And as you walk around, like every corner is a bar with some great band playing in it. There are music shops that have the most incredible instruments in them. It's, I mean, it, I mean, they call it music city for a reason. Like it is really everywhere you go, um, you know, recording studios and, and music venues and the Grand Ole Opry is there and it's just music everywhere. And I love it. And, and it's not just country, although that is kind of the major thing. Um, but like, just, it's just, Oh, I just love it everywhere you go and every, every place. I just, I loved that vibe. I, I went there, I went there briefly for a work trip and we had a couple of dinners and at each dinner there was live music and we went back to the airport and I got there and I think, I don't remember if my flight was delayed or something. So I went to a little nicer restaurant there, there in the airport, there was live music and yeah. I thought, man, this is that's that's quite a bit of effort. I mean, you had to get these people security clearance and maybe they perform here regularly, but literally 
anywhere you go, just live music. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's it's incredible. I remember the same thing. First getting off the plane, and there's like a stage with like a guitar, a guitarist, and a mandolin. You know, going going to town playing some bluegrass stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, this is my city. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I already I love bluegrass music. I like country music, so it's it's it was right up my alley. You know, and Nashville is known for other things as well. It's it's such a cool and diverse city. Um, even just this year, uh, there was a a NASCAR and an IndyCar race. So that you know, there's motorsports there. There's like other sports and stuff there. It's just it's 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 a it's a really cool city. So again, if I didn't live in LA, if we ever left LA, I think Nashville would be next on my list of places I would want to live. It's it's fantastic. The last one that I wanted to talk about in some detail, and then I have a bunch of honorable mentions. Um, is Sydney, Australia. And when, as I was going through my list, I only wanted to pick for the, well, there'd be one exception we'll get to later, but I mostly wanted to pick cities that I've been to. Um, you know, there are cities that I think are super cool, like New York City, but I've never been. Um, you know, places I'd like to go to, I've never been to London. It seems like an amazing place. But I was super fortunate to get to go to Australia uh, when I was in college. Uh, my wife and I were in a, a performing group and we got to go on this tour for this thing was two and a half weeks, almost three weeks to Australia. And we started in uh, Brisbane and went down the coast and went to a bunch of different cities, Melbourne and Sydney. And we even went to Tasmania. But S- Sydney was my favorite. It is a gorgeous city. It's so pretty right there in, in on the ocean with, with the beautiful clear water. And it is just such a picturesque city. Everything about it. Um, the, the Harbor Bridge, the Sydney Opera House, you know, these really iconic things, they're even more impressive in person than they are, you know, any any, any of these photographs. It looks so beautiful. Like even again, you go to Wikipedia, the first little picture here is of, of the harbor and the bridge and the thing. And it looks so pretty, but being there in person is just incredible. I love Australia. I loved the people when I was there. Um, you know, you can't beat the accent. It's so good. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and the food and and uh, the wildlife and all of that. But yeah, Sydney as a city is just incredible. Um, I actually didn't even realize until I was looking at uh, at Wikipedia, um, the population as of 2020 is 5.3 million. I didn't realize it was larger than Los Angeles. Um, I knew it was a big city, but I just had never made that connection before. But yeah, I I love Sydney. There's so much to see there. When we went, uh, we went to the Opera House. We did the Harbor Bridge. We went to a bunch of places in the city. You know, even just like right around the bay, there's like beautiful beaches and the water is so crystal clear and just, oh, what a beautiful place. I, I could see myself living in Sydney if I ever left the country. It is so beautiful. The spiders weren't a turn off for you? Well, see, and here's the thing. Yes, they <laughs> totally would be, except... Um, you know, obviously Australia is famous for all the terrible, <laughs> deadly wildlife that's there, but they don't really come into the city. And I, and maybe that's, maybe I should include into that with Sydney being such a big city, but, um, you know, like even like if you put it in the perspective of Los Angeles, if you go out into the mountains, the, you know, the, the, uh, mountains around LA and there are rattlesnakes and there are things like that. If you're like way out hiking in the, in the wilderness, but you don't get those right in the middle of the city, right? You don't have rattlesnakes that are making their way all the way downtown you know or onto the studio back lots or anything like that so sydney is very very similar maybe on occasion you'll get some deadly spider that gets kind of wherever but like it's not it's not real common so i felt much safer i felt felt much safer there There are still big spiders but the deadly ones (laughs) don't come into the city so (laughs) that's good that's good at least not often 
but yeah, so I love Sydney. If you ever get a chance to go, um, it is the most incredibly long flight <laughs> you'll ever go on, but <laughs> it is it is so worth it. I, I would absolutely go back in a heartbeat. I love Sydney. But yeah, and then a couple of honorable mentions. I do love San Francisco. Um, such a pretty city. I've been a couple of times, and I, I really would love to go back soon. Uh, Washington, D.C. is super cool. There's so much interesting stuff to see, and both times I've been was for work. So I got to see kind of in passing or like really quick visits to some of these monuments, but I would love to go back to visit like to really like spend a week and like go into all these museums and things. It'd be cool. Um, I've been to Honolulu and it was amazing. It's a really cool city. It's like a big city, but like you're in paradise. So that's cool. I don't think I realized you'd been to Hawaii before. I have been, yes, uh, again, for work. And that actually was not for the story trek. That was, um, I was working uh, a sports broadcast for a football game, and I forget even the teams that were playing, but it was at <laughs> the Honolulu uh, Stadium there. So oh, wow. I don't know anything about sports. There were teams playing and balls being thrown, and <laughs> that was it. But I got to go for like two days, and it was wonderful. Going to some smaller cities, I do have to say Provo, Utah is one of my favorite places. I love I love Provo. It's a cool city. Like it's got a really cool vibe. There's a great music scene. There's a lot to do. You're right up against the beautiful Rocky Mountains there. Um, so much outdoor stuff to do. You get the beautiful snow in the wintertime and nice hot summers. And Provo is just a great place. Um, I almost feel bad not saying Orem because that's where we're from. But let's be honest. Provo is cooler than Orem. <laughs> we got to admit that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I lived, uh, in a tiny city in North Carolina called Murphy for about eight or nine months. And, uh, I, I got to give them an honorable mention because Murphy is super tiny, like itty bitty, tiny, like, uh, tiny little town. I, I should have looked up the population, but super tiny. And my favorite thing about Murphy is it's right in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. And so just the most beautiful trees and rivers and, you know, all this outdoor beauty around it. But then Murphy, as small as it is, is surrounded by other tiny, tiny little bits um, that are so cool to see. There's part of the um, the city of Cherokee, um, where a lot of the Cherokee reservation is, and really incredible history to go and, you know, talk to. Uh, some of these Cherokee people here and hear about their customs and their traditions and it's beautiful. There's a town called Brasstown. The population is like maybe 40 or something. Wow. But they have a folk school called the John C. Campbell Folk School where you can go and take these classes. And it's like the whole campus is just like barns and like all these like <laughs> really great. like, you know, old buildings. And you learn these old world arts. Like you can take blacksmithing classes and like, uh, you know, classes for like being a luthier to learn guitar and dulcimer and banjo making and stuff. Uh, really, really cool. And all of it's just nestled in these beautiful trees and the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I love it. I Googled it. It's 1700, by the way. 1700 is the population of, mm-hmm. of yeah, it's a little town, wow, you know, that's really <laughs> as we've been talking about LA with almost 4 million and, you know, Sydney with five. And so 1700, it's a little city. Um, and then my last favorite I wanted to mention that is totally cheating because it's not real is Moss Eisley. Um, <laughs> what a what a wretched hive of scum and villainy. But I just had to give it a shout out. It kind of always reminded me of Vegas in some way because, you know, middle of nowhere in the desert and 
Anyway, that's that's all I got to say. That's all oh, my cities I wanted to mention. Love it. <laughs> I can totally see that seeming like Las Vegas too, especially I just imagine the shot in Star Wars and the way you drive in, at least coming from from Utah into Las Vegas, you kind of come down towards it and you can you all of a sudden just see the city, right? It's not like you slowly get closer and you see some houses. You're just in the middle of nowhere. And then you come around and you're like, you know, you, I just imagine like the voiceover in my mind describing most likely as you, as Las Vegas is there. Las Vegas, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> you must be cautious. <laughs> Nolan and I were even just talking. There was a Reddit post or a tweet or something floating around. About how if you really think about it, Las Vegas doesn't seem real. Like <laughs> this oasis of like gluttony and lust and pride and whatever in the middle of this desert wasteland. Like it's, it is pretty it's bizarre, so bizarre when you think about it. Yeah. The concept of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all I had. That's all I had to mention. So Sean, take us home. What do you got? So I'll, I'll echo a lot of what has been said. I think. I think even though we joke about Las Vegas, I have a lot of great memories there and, and, and lots of different places where, where we started is kind of where Shannon had, had mentioned, how do I pick a favorite? Right. And the nice thing about a favorite is it's what it means to me. And I don't necessarily have to find the stats to say that it's a best right and justify it. Like it could just be my favorite for any reason. Yeah, totally. And I thought I would just, I don't know why I'm on this kick lately of maybe just taking a little bit of a, of a different approach where I wanted to make sure I had some things that I could describe that just made it intriguing for somebody else to potentially go there. And I've got, I just have a couple to mention the first, the first of which is actually the city of San Antonio in Texas. I've only been there on, I believe, two occasions, you know, probably a little less than a, than a week between the two. And I think the reason I loved it is because it felt and looked different than a lot of other cities I've been to. There's so much history there. In fact, the, the five missions or basically these churches, including, including the Alamo there are significantly older than the United States. And that's not as big of a deal to in other countries in Europe. In fact, it's not as much of a big, it's not as big of a deal back East, but out here in the West, we're pretty new. I mean, LA has, has a lot of the Spanish influence there, but some of these buildings, like the outpost there was established in San Antonio in the year 1718. Wow. That's really cool. And when you go to these these missions there, they have a certain elegant beauty to them. They're not the most they're not the w- most well maintained through their life. They're in some cases a little bit run down. You can see where the stone has been worn, and you can you can touch it, and you're like, wow, this. I, I, you know, to be cliche, what stories would this tell of just the time that has passed since since the Spanish were there, since it was part of Mexico, since it was part of Texas when it was its own country, part of the United States, part of the part of the Confederate States. I, I mean, it's it's been around for a long time, and I just thought that those 
pillars, as you will, those five missions end up having influence throughout the entire town. I just thought there was a lot of history that um, that was just really great to see. It's definitely been on my list of places I'd like to visit. And, uh, you know, our, our dad has definitely got some history uh, with San Antonio and uh, always has had so much good to say about it. And yeah, I, I've, I've been to a few places in Texas, but I've never been it down there. And it's definitely on my list. Well, and one of the most beautiful parts of the city is the Riverwalk. And what the Riverwalk is, for anybody who's never been there, is basically in downtown, you can go from the street level and walk downstairs a couple stories to where there are these man-made canals and walkways and restaurants and stores all along the water. Just this beautiful, beautiful place. And it's actually, I didn't realize it was quite this long until I looked it up, but it's actually two and a half miles long of basically this square where just at different points in downtown, you could just walk down these stairs and be at this beautiful walkway. Wow, that's cool. And in looking it up, it's actually uh, a functional response to a problem that they had very early on, which was in 1921, there was this huge flood that came through. It killed over 50 people. There were over 20 people that were missing as a result of it, caused all this damage. And they decided, okay, we're going to build this big dam up upstream, whatever the river is, and we're going to regulate the flow some more. And for the pieces that need to come through the city, we're just going to create this huge storm sewage and have it all just kind of flow through unseen. And in kind of a, a local story type fashion, it was actually a San Antonio native, an architect that came up with this idea of the river walk instead of just hiding and pushing all the water through of actually having it be this this feature rather than something that's just a problem that they hide away. And it didn't have a lot of popularity at first, and it, it gained traction. It was something that took quite several years to, to build. It was put to the test in 1946 when there was a, a huge, huge amount of rain again, and it did great. Um, between the dam and, and the river walk, um, it handled it really well. So it actually is something that has a lot of function, but it just is a beautiful beautiful thing that people in general love having a hotel on the river walk or spending some time when you're in San Antonio. That's so cool. Cause there's always, that's always one thing that I, uh, I've kind of made fun of. And I know a lot of people make fun of here in LA is the Los Angeles river is basically a cement canal, <laughs> you know, and, I, <laughs> yeah. and the reason they did it is for the, you know, a similar thing of controlling, you know, there was really bad flooding in here in this area. And, uh, you know, so they, made the LA river a big concrete canal and now we don't have the same flooding, but it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not the same. So I love that <laughs> San Antonio did something that really is like, really made it like an attraction, you know, made it something that is like, makes the city beautiful or makes the city like something desirable, you know, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, definitely. And that's, and that's very much what it is. It's one of the biggest attractions there in town that people like to go see. All right, so changing topics here a little bit, giving a little bit of preface to my next my next favorite is have either of you heard of the great resignation or the great quit? Nope. Uh no, I haven't. I was trying to think of some witty joke, but nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's so the great it's this... resignation, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. Did not fail me. Perfect. There you go. Um, <laughs> 
So it's this movement of basically people quitting their traditional jobs and going some kind of non-traditional route. It's something that's been around for a while, but it's really it really has a fair amount of traction with COVID. That where it's been around for a while is the type of people who maybe start a podcast or a blog or something with this alternative source of income and they just travel or they just have a minimalist lifestyle or something. Well, come um, COVID, as rates increased and uh, just there were a lot of people who were willing to quit their jobs um, in April of 2021. For example, there was a record record four million Americans that quit their job in that month alone. Wow! And it's it's been going on for a while, and it has to do with this idea of people valuing other things outside of money. Like those things have always been there, but as people have had high stress, or they're in seek of a better work life balance, or cutting commute or just being able to spend time on things they want to do with their life and stuff like that. These end up being things that are that a lot of people are setting out to do. And it's something worldwide. I was surprised to see that in Germany, for example, during COVID, that uh, 6% of the workforce has left their traditional jobs. Hmm. That is not so, a small number. Uh, <laughs> no, no. So it's it's pretty big. And the reason I mention this is this has to do with what are called 15-minute cities. And I was not very familiar with the term, so I'm not going to quiz you on this one unless you have a joke for me. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Is it 15% or more? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. There it is. Geico City. There you go. Shannon, you're very quick tonight. There you go. Um, On it. Yes. (laughs) So 15 minutes, the, the definitions vary, but it's a city... From that depending on where you live, everything is within either a 15-minute walk, a 15-minute bike ride, or a 15-minute drive. And that 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 definition has varied depending on different places. And I feel like the 15-minute drive, I've I've had that in places where um, you know, Aaron talked about Provo when I lived in Provo, and whether I was a student or even when I did some work there later, I could I could drive to everything within 15 minutes. Or even when I lived in Dallas and we only had one car and it was in the shop, we were able to walk to the store and a restaurant and stuff like that. But um, I wanted to call out what what is being called Utah's first 15-minute city. And I'll, I'll be honest, it's actually within the city of Draper, so I don't know if it technically counts <laughs> as a city. But um, it's where the, the state penitentiary was. They're tearing it out, and they've approved this plan to create, to use 600 acres and have this all-inclusive lifestyle area um, that they're thinking will actually be something very attractive, almost like Shannon spent, mentioned Seattle, almost like people would want to come see it like they would the Space Needle. And in the 600 acres, 40% of it will be will be for actual people living with just over 7,000 units, but it'll also focus around this innovation center and have education there and workplaces and shopping and for the definition of this 15-minute city, they want every single amenity for day-to-day life with your education and health and work and stuff like that to be within a 15-minute walk. 
specifically. Mm. Wow, that's super cool. It is cool. I don't I know they're not that far along on it, but it seemed it seems pretty cool. And it actually I don't know if either of you have followed the announcements in the news. Maybe I'm reading weird weird news articles, <laughs> but have you heard of the city being proposed of Telosa? No, I've never heard of that. All right, let me read you the description that they say for it. It says, the, the cleanliness of Tokyo, the diversity of New York, and the social services of Stockholm. Sold. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy, I think he had started Jet.com that was sold to Walmart, and he worked for Walmart. He's outlined this vision for a brand new city that over a 40-year period will will follow a plan to get up to 5 million people in this new city. Wow. From nothing to five million in forty years—that's some growth. Yeah, um, it also costs four hundred billion dollars. Oh, that's all. So <laughs> they're they're looking into that, um, and this—you know—I talked about the site in Utah that's six hundred acres. They're looking for an area of one hundred and fifty thousand acres to get started. Wow. <laughs> and so so far, they didn't give a whole lot of details, but they're looking right now. Uh, they have some spots that they're scouting out in Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Texas, and the Appalachian region. Those are some big empty states they're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. They're like, you know, let's put it in the middle of the desert. And what they're they have all these guiding principles. It's really interesting. If you if you ever want to check it out, you can Google it or it's cityoftolosa.com. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But their marketing looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> My vote would be to put it in Appalachia because, again, I talked about Murphy. That place is beautiful. So have an amazing, awesome big city right in the middle of all that. That sounds great. But it just seems so interesting, the things they talked about. So the things that really are pushing it forward. So I talked about people wanting a change in the way that they work and live. They're also talking about sustainability for the environment. How, how would you actually can you plan a city from scratch where you're not building on century old technology? Plum plumbing is amazing, right? I mean, the idea that I can, I can do what I need to do in my own house and it goes in a pipe down to who knows where, right? Away. It goes away. Away, away. <laughs> yes. The importantly, right. But like, are there new things you could do to actually reuse certain types of, of, of water or could you have, these community gardens and could you have a system that people are involved in the government and it's fair to all and you don't necessarily end up with these slums and is that is that something that's even possible right but it's it's trying to start think rethink a city a big city from its its conception right rather than even me talking about san antonio where it was a very small a very small uh i can't i think of the word a, a, yeah, Very like an small, outpost like, or a settlement. An or outpost. Outpost is the word. There it is. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going from San Antonio, going from a very small outpost and growing over hundreds of years, this idea of, okay, well, what if we just planned a big city and we started with nothing? Yeah, that's interesting. I love that people are planning things like that because I know like a lot of times you read about like Walt Disney and all these really cool ideas he had. He had ideas about like community planning and city building and how can we, how can we, plan how can we make a better city through planning and through innovation and stuff so i i love that that's still something that people are really interested in you know i mean you look at c cities as they grow and they're growing pains i mean not to just always bring it back to la but like we're known for our nightmarish traffic and it's just because 
we didn't, there wasn't that foresight to like give even more room for freeways and for all these different things. And public transportation was not kept up as well as it could have been. And, you know, like all these things where you think if you were starting from scratch or you just had this foresight and this vision to plan ahead, how much more efficient could you make a community? And I think that's really cool. Yeah. So you might be thinking, how is this a favorite? The concepts are a favorite of mine. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I think you can I think you can give feedback and I think they have people who are going to start moving in starting 2030. At least is their their proposal. So, it's still still a ways out. Well, you can, you talk about whatever you want. If it's your favorite, even if it's not a thing yet, that's fine. <laughs> well, I'm sticking with it then. <laughs> the idea, that works. <laughs> I know Aaron um, can talk about Moss Eisley. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> that's you can very talk true. about anything. That's very true. <laughs> And then, and then to Shannon's point earlier as well, I think I just have such fond memories of different cities. I wanted to bring up New York City first and foremost, just because Aaron hasn't been there. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. It's on I my was, list. <laughs> I was there for like 24 hours as a job interview, but I happened to fly in and just had a beautiful, very iconic view coming in. Went out at night at like 10 o'clock because I was like, hey, I'm in New York. And I walked over and went to Times Square and like looked at all the advertisements and bought a hot dog and then went to bed and had my interview and flew home. Like that <laughs> nice. was that was my entire trip. Right? <laughs> That's so, great. That's great. <laughs> you know, San Francisco, just fun times. Like I thought I assumed that the train there would not go under the ocean. Turns out I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I was like, cool, I'll just take the train until it doesn't doesn't go anymore and then it was like you know next stop in oakland and i was like wait how did i get on this side of the bay right you know so i had to you know it was like my first time traveling on my own and i was trying to figure out how to get across this large body of water back to where i was trying to get to right That's awesome. so <laughs> lots lots of great cities i really enjoyed um you know san antonio is was a weekend trip um when i lived in dallas Another one worth mentioning was Oklahoma City. Really enjoyed it. Oh, I cool. think that the bombing memorial there was one of the most sombering experiences I've had. I think it was just beautifully executed. The city was really nice. Uh, you know, just lots of lots of great places out there. Well, you know, there's so many amazing places uh, all across the world, not let alone just in the United States. And uh, we'd love to hear what your favorites are. Um, send us an email at thefavoritshow at gmail.com or better yet, look us up on Instagram at the favorite show podcast and let us know what your favorite cities are favorite places to be um if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever let us know in in comments or or send us an email uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes we would love a five-star rating if you like what you hear um you know that's it, even if even if your feelings are hurt that we don't all love vegas you can still give us five stars it's okay <laughs> we love vegas in our own way we do we have our own special relationship with it a five-star relationship with it <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Give us those those five shining, blinking stars. Uh, and I think that'll do it for us this week. Thanks uh, so much for listening, everybody. We're so glad to have you along for this. And uh, until next week, my name is Aaron. This is Sean. And I'm Shannon. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Keep the music.